0: Hey guys, welcome to the fifth episode of Metamorphic Day Shower. How have you guys been? What's been going on at your end? How are you handling this pandemic season? I hope you are staying active, staying happy, staying in touch with your friends and family, and literally doing what you love doing. Just, you know, make time out for yourself and try to avoid the overwhelm. And anyways, I also wanted to thank everybody that has listened to one or two or three or four of the episodes that have gone by. I see y'all. I see every one of y'all. And I'm grateful. Thank you for staying in touch. And I hope you keep listening. So anyways, today um, I have three very inspiring ladies. And we're going to be talking about leadership and you know shining your light in the workplace. I'm trusting that, you know, they would um, bring their A-game and, you know, teach us, you know, how to do this thing, you know, how to be like Christ, how to ensure that, you know, our, even our job is a form of worship to God and it's honourable unto God. And, you know, I'm hoping that you'd be able to learn one or two things that would inspire you and make you, you know, just do things better at the workplace. So let's
1: dive right into the conversation. Hi, I'm Adetaya Akilu. I work with Special Olympics Nigeria. We deal with people that are intellectually disabled. I'm the manager mm-hmm. for human resources. Yeah, okay,
0: nice. nice. Nice to have you here, Thay, and thanks for joining.
2: All right, good evening. Um, my name is Shade Nubi. I work for University of Lagos mm-hmm. as the principal environmental Eng- engineer. I'm an environmentalist. I'm in charge of um, environmental management for the University of Lagos, waste management, oh, recycling, nice. everything that has to do with the in environment for the University of Lagos. All
0: right, Nikia, do you want to introduce yourself as well?
3: Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Adinike Ajibadi Aziz. I work at Glasgow Smith, Climb, Nigeria. I'm a medical representative. And what we do basically is to talk to healthcare professionals about our medications.
0: Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you for joining in. Okay, so let's just dive right into the conversation. So um, the first question I actually had here was about purpose. And, you know, I realized that um, many Christians find it sort of a bit difficult to understand this purpose thing. We almost feel like it's so spooky and we're looking for some sign on, okay, what should I be doing now? I realize that at the end of the day, most times it's really about integrating you, understanding that wherever, like what you're doing at the moment, your job is also part of your purpose. So I just want to ask you guys, like, do you think that um, one's job is indeed a component of your purpose? Or do you, do you think that your job is a bit separate from what you are called to do? And, you know, would you say you find meaning and purpose doing what you do at the moment? Let me start with Nikkei.
3: Okay, so for me, I, I believe that your mm-hmm. whole life should be about your purpose. So, And I, I also know that mm-hmm. everyone's job is like an essential component of their lives. So I'm of the ideology that definitely your work should be part of your purpose because I feel if you wake up every morning and you don't have a reason to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're actually going to be miserable. Um, miserable, sorry. Okay, so um, as a pharmacist, um, at a point in my life, Mm. when I was looking for a job and all of that, I had some options and I I felt like, okay, there were some things I said I was not going to do and there were some things I felt, okay, I'm going to do this. But at a point, I I felt the importance of being led. And I'm not trying to sound cliche, but I, I felt the importance when you're talking to God about it And saying okay where do you think i should go to what do you think i should do so at every point in time when i got called in for the interview it it was like my conversations with god was okay i didn't know if i was going to be called i could not see the end from the beginning but i had a sense of being led that okay do this do that um, call this person talk to this person find out about this ask this question so the journey for me was more like, okay, God was involved, of course, so it made me feel like I didn't just wake up to say, okay, I just wanted to work here, or I didn't just wake up to say, okay, I just feel like doing this part of pharmacy, or mm. I didn't just wake up to say, okay, I want to be based here. It was always like going to go to ask, okay, what do you think about this? What decision should I make? Do you think I should go on with this? Do you think I should stop this? So with that, I actually felt like God has been
0: okay. with me every um, step of the way. I want to sit on that thing that you said, because I realized that that's where, that's where many, like, I hear you, but <laughs> so I feel like that's where many Christians actually also struggle with, you know, hearing, like, okay, I'm waiting on, so you see like a 35-year-old who is still a cult potato, who is still waiting to hear, and then you are getting the job offer, and you are saying because you've not seen the signs. <laughs> I am of the school of thoughts that you better get that job and do that stuff first. And then as you go, cause you know, I realize that sometimes God cannot <laughs> bless what you have not done. Do you understand what I mean? So sometimes I feel like we're, we're waiting for some, sure, we're waiting yeah. for some spooky, mm-hmm, we're waiting mm-hmm. for something, some grand, grandiose, uh, idea of, you know, how God will show you that this is it, just go. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, you see that, you know, life just goes by. And you've mm-hmm. not really done much because, and that's the reason why most times you see people that are not even Christians yeah. and they are like yeah. at the forefront of where Christians should be leading, should be, you know, should be taking the forefront, but because we are waiting for some spooky sign, mm-hmm. we, at the end of the day mm-hmm. do so less mm-hmm. with our time. You understand what I yeah. mean? So I hear you when you were saying about like, you know, you were, of course, precept upon precept, you, you know, following yeah, yeah. the leading of God and everything. But what do you think about like mm-hmm. the balance? Mm-hmm. What- okay.
3: So um for me, it was not I like the fact what you mentioned about waiting for a sign and all <laughs> of that. So I am always on devolution and I always say that okay, it's not like you wait wait to hear but i got to visit and say, my daughter, take that job off. <laughs> for me it was as simple as mm-hmm. having a conversation with a colleague. And I, I just kept saying I, okay. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'm made for this. I, I don't think I can try this. And she was just like, just go. And she just said, the way she just said, just go. I just felt like, it just felt, just go. So it wasn't like I had a dream. And in the dream, I said, I got <laughs> came and I said, oh yeah, i and mm-hmm. oh, go for this interview. Because I remember when, when the, the mail came in on a Saturday and I kept mm-hmm. saying, ah, I don't think I ought to do this job oh. And the only thing that convinced mm-hmm. me was the fact that she just said, just go. And this friend, it's not like she was once a cocoa person like that. I would say, oh, okay, God spoke true. She just said, just go. And I just thought, just go. So I feel we should not always um, wait on the signs that we know. God speaks in various ways. Mm-hmm. There are times that God can even be silent. But you will just
0: know in your spirit that right, this is the right, next right. step to take okay. Let me go to
2: Tyre.
1: Yeah, yes, I'll say I'll say that. But actually personally I feel like when it comes to your career, your job, um, your purpose mm-hmm. is relative. Do you understand? People are motivated by different things. That's mm-hmm. why I feel generally speaking. But personally, mm-hmm. yes. Cause um I used to, I used to be a consultant, right? And I took a break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was I obviously I prayed about it, but this my this this job was I feel like it was divinely like orchestrated because um, mm-hmm. I wanted to always do something in the third sector. Third sector is like the developed sector, uh, like NGOs and stuff like that. My is and NGO. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to specialize as well. Where, where I was coming from, I was I was um. Well, my core was HR, right? But I had knowledge in mm-hmm. and other things. So I wanted I wanted to specialize, and I wanted I wanted the manager the management title, and they were willing to okay. wait for me as well funny enough while i while i had never accepted the, the job offer mm-hmm. i had like few other organizations willing to pay more trying to talk to mm-hmm. me like they couldn't understand why i was not coming to them but i just felt like no I'm, on my birthday every year i'm the kind of person that goes to orphanages i like to help people do you understand so i was just like for yeah. me to actually um being a job where i see the vulnerable and the less privileged every time i get to interact with them it was just something that was very personal to me right so at that point it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't about the money other companies were were willing to pay me it wasn't about anything even my my former company my partners there were willing to they said to me Mm -hmm. that hey you know what just come back and tell us how much you want us to pay you but for me like i've gone Mm -hmm. past all of that for me it was more of the purpose, mm-hmm. right? And what I was trying to achieve. Yes. Yeah. And I in my head I mm-hmm. gave myself um, a target that you know what, I want to be in this sector for like three, four years. And I got to the, mm-hmm. not like a part of group because I mean I, met, I I went through interviews, I understand. But I mean it was just mm-hmm. it was just everything. So for me, this in particular was it was it was led right before i mean generally speaking people are motivated by different things so i don't know how we'll come okay. into play mm-hmm. for for people generally
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i hear you tayo so and what i'm hearing from what you're saying is basically about these two things actually is the fact that sometimes we actually start off not particularly connecting fully exactly, with our call exactly exactly and then you know and at some point you transition into okay what really what really exactly. makes me what, re- what do i see? do you understand exactly. and i feel that at, that at that initiation that beginning part most many christians are stuck in a place where they just want to want to immediately connect with their call and i'm like okay, we hear you, that you want to connect with your core and, you know, the things that really move you. But there's also a place of, I feel like God connects dots. And I feel like there's no experience. There's no experience that is gone. And I feel like most times, almost every single person, when I talk to them, had that journey where they literally almost tire off in, is it that you, like, for example, let me use medicine. For me, medicine is in a way where you, your first, almost like your first two years are literally planned by somebody else, but not you. Because when you are done, they expect you to do a house job immediately. They expect you to do NYSC next and you must do it in a particular, maybe um, health center or something, something. So it's almost as if you're just doing stuff that is not really, that might not really be connected to your core, but it's exactly. something that you have to do because you're on that path. And exactly. I feel like many people struggle with accepting that is okay. For you to start off, like start off, start off doing something. Not everybody will be lucky to start off immediately doing like maybe for you now, where you now are working in a place where you feel like you're doing what you really love doing. Not everybody will start off, like, start off at that place where you are able to start off immediately and you know just enter into what you do, but being open enough to, okay, I can do this first. Cause I was going to ask you like your first, your very first job. Was it really your, was it really your ideal?
1: Um. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, it was. Yeah. It wasn't. It was something. I mean, my first job. Like, when My first. Um. my. What I would have wanted initially was to go straight into HR, right? Because I've always been in HR person, right? But this was consulting that had HR within it, so it gave me. what I. Do you understand? So it was good. I became someone that could do HR, project management, risk management, blah blah blah. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. however, what I feel these days, what I see. Right mm-hmm. with our millennials, especially mm-hmm. when we are not open-minded, do you understand? We want to get to the top straight fast. Yes. Of mm-hmm. how we get there, we are not willing to climb climb the steps. Forgetting mm-hmm. that our parents, the, our people, climb those steps yeah. before they got there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. and yeah. Which 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 where that which is what makes it difficult to connect the dots. Do you understand? Because mm-hmm. we find so many people. I mean, I interview a lot of people, and Sometimes I get mad, right? Like, like, are you really looking for a job, or do you just want to tick a box? Do you understand? <laughs> like, because I mean, are you just applying just because? Okay, you want to leave your house because clearly you cannot come to an interview not knowing about the organisation you want to work with. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of our millionaires just taking things for granted. They want to be rich. They want to. I don't. I don't know what it is they are looking for. Honestly, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, honestly, <laughs> because I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, I, 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 completely, I completely hear you. Is that microwave behavior that we just want to, is that they just want to quickly connect that, uh, uh, you no, know, I must be doing what I'm really that Exactly. exactly. They exactly. just really want to make the money. no 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 no
1: I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. Exactly. Not heaven helps those who help themselves. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I will begin to say that um, the Bible says that whatever your hand finds it to do, do it with all diligence as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it's been that parable or that part of the Bible that I work with. Like sometimes you want to go to work. You don't feel like, but the word says do it as all diligence as, as if you're doing it to God. So that drives you to ensure that whatever you're doing, you're doing it with your own might, your spirit, you're ensuring you are putting in your best, because you know that it's not just about man, it's about God. So if you have that at the back of your mind, then go back to the workplace. So for me, um, let me begin to say that my mom always says that, ah, finally now they're calling you an engineer. When When I was going to enter University of Lagos as an undergraduate, I didn't have civil engineering at the back of my mind. Then it was computer science that was in vogue. And so everybody wanted to do computer science. And then after my PhD, I thought I was going to be shortlisted for computer. Was it computer science or chemical engineering? All my friends got the chemical engineering, except me. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. chemical engineering because I remember all my friends were in chemical engineering. Accept. I cried my eyes out. I felt so bad. They gave me civil engineering. I said, "I've never heard that before in my life. What is civil? What do they do?" But now, let me say, like almost like saying. Um, almost like 15 years down the line or 20 years down the line, I can actually say that there was a purpose. God saw the end from the beginning. He knew that he was arranging me for something. And so for me, now, most of my friends that did the chemical engineering are not even engineers anymore. I am a registered engineer and I'm still doing engineering. And now I'm into environment. And now I would say that beyond the fact that it was challenging, I stood there I was there with the help of God parents and friends were able to pass through now that I work the same thing happened in the workplace you also don't find it as interesting when you start it's not like what you want when I got to when I got my job first it was when I just finished my masters from the Netherlands I was coming with so much energy I want to change the world I want to do this but when I got there the morale just went <laughs> the, mo- the morale just went and everything, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, "Now you are now in you are in Nigeria, everything." So for me, I felt that okay, what what is next for me now is okay. Do this thing like you are doing it unto God. And really speaking, it got to a point that okay, I began to motivate myself. I began to do it, mm-hmm. enjoy it. Wake up each morning, look for ideas to motivate my. Oh, mm-hmm. can we do this this way? Can we do it? And before you knew it, I was changing my department. I was changing my department. And then God, really, you know, God will put you on the path where you want you to be. And today I can proudly say, like, they cannot talk about the history of recycling or environment, the University of Lagos, mm-hmm. that my name is not mentioned. Because you are pioneers of that. So for me, I feel it's a process. Mm. It might not start out like the way you want it to be. Yeah. It might not begin the way you want it to be. But if you trust God enough that he's taking you on a journey, you will get there. He knows the end from the beginning because really speaking, if when everybody got everybody got engineering and I didn't get it, I felt bad. And then you were just, I went to lobby or do something. You probably would have been out of the purpose. Mm. But now I realize that I love doing what I'm doing. As in, I I feel energized every morning to talk about waste management, talk about recycling, talk about the environment. It's me. I wake up about it and everything. So for me, I think it's a journey that the youth need to be patient. And we cannot do it by the flesh. Let's Mm -hmm. be realistic. Mm -hmm. You have to trust God for everything that you're actually doing. All the way, you have to really believe that, okay, there is a higher force. And when you do that, it helps you make the journey more easier.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I was, the next question I was going to go to was actually said, which is about, you know, you becoming indispensable at your workplace. So I just want to ask um you, yeah how have you been able to create that, you know, that place where you are, that point where you are, you know, indispensable at your workplace where they feel like, no, we can't send tire away. Because if we send Thaya away, there's this and this. that is only Tayo that knows how to do well. You know, so how have you been able to create that for yourself? Let me start with Thaya. Okay.
1: Okay. So personally speaking, I've always been a... And I mean, so my, for my... So people, like my team members or my subordinates, I've always been someone that... I, I, I'm always someone that says, oh, you have to increase your visibility, increase your impact. Mm-hmm. You have to be a value add, right? Um, the kind of person that... I'm just. I'm not just an HR manager. Mm-hmm. I'm involved in every other department in my organization, whether be be the people side or not. If the proposal team uh-huh. is writing proposal, I'm there. If um initiative team has something on the field, they can say, tell please come and talk to come mm-hmm. and talk on the field." I'm there. You understand? Just being able to spread your mm-hmm. wings, not necessarily just yeah. um being a one man mm-hmm. nation. So we have people in my organization that, like for example. I can say, maybe the account person in my Mm -hmm. organization, he's strictly the account person. It might be um, a nature of the kind of job he does. You understand? I have to concentrate. I'm Mm very meticulous. I'm focusing on my work. But personally speaking, I I Mm -hmm. also feel like personality goes a long way as well. But there's not everybody that can be like that. But I think for you to be almost Mm -hmm. indispensable, you have to always increase Mm -hmm. your visibility. Like when you're not in the office, they're trying, even when you're on leave, they're trying to reach out to you and say, oh, Tyler, we miss you. You miss you because you're not here right? Oh, okay, we know you're only, but can you projects mm-hmm. look at this thing? You understand? I mean, I feel like it's just mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. things here and there. I don't think there's anything written by, by the books, to be honest. I don't think there's anything. Mm-hmm. But personality goes a long way,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then have, having, it, being intentional at your workspace as well. Being intentional and know that, yeah. okay, you want to add value. I mean, as an, let, let me give an example. My, I'm a, as an NGO, fundraising is a big part of our of, of what we do. I'm, yeah, yeah. HR. I'm not supposed uh-huh. to do fundraising, but I took it upon myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a management staff. I must fundraise. You understand? It's <laughs> the part of me challenging myself to say, you know what? We, I must add practical value. I'm, HR, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a call center. My people spend money. How am, I, how am I thinking of getting this money back into the organization's pocket? Like I, and whatever I do, I look at it as my own organization. So for me, my head, Special Olympics is a child organization. Yeah. When I was in EY, EY mm-hmm. was a tired organization, right? I mean, and I yeah. feel like that kind of mm-hmm. mindset, when you leave, it goes it goes with you. The experience goes with you. The, that, you, mm-hmm. you've kind of created a kind of mindset for yourself to know that whatever you lay your hands on, you're doing it as mm-hmm. your own thing. You're not working for anybody. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like that mm-hmm. just basically impact visibility so- and always mm-hmm. be willing to help,
0: basically. Mm-hmm. so profound like so so profound literally like that that part where you said like you know taking the like taking the company like it's yours like carrying it on your head as if it's my own company Is not it's not something that we we see quite often exactly. anymore like exactly. people just do, people just do their stuff now like I beg not be making yeah. no be Mickey Jesus no, at, at my
1: office <laughs> I, I bought my offices I bought my, about my organizations, they used to call me a workaholic. Sometimes they wouldn't want to abuse me. Tayo, are you the owner the company? What's the problem? But in my head, I'm like, I'm not doing it for anybody. It's just a personal thing. Do you understand? Do you know that? are with mm-hmm. my husband, I've, say, I've said, tired what is it? Even my, my brothers, yeah, coming back at what time? Are you doing? that? What's the problem? You're on the laptop 24-7. What's the problem? But I made perfection. <claps> whatever you're doing, let it be a toddler. Let them know that, oh, tire has done it. tire has looked at it, right? And She's responsible for it, mm-hmm. and it is done well. Do you understand? Like it is your own company. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I just operate, mm-hmm. basically. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you said something else as well, which was very profound about the fact of you know you knowing you almost having like your um your expertise is beyond what you are employed for. Do you understand what I mean? Like being able to exactly. being able to have you in other things like you know being able to you're not just exactly. the you're not just the hr although to there's,
1: a, there's a exactly although there's a there's a little bad bad side to it because then you, be, you might become a bit overwhelmed everybody coming to you to see or work exactly. with them or, you mm-hmm. understand so you also have to find that balance yeah. you have your core by me you're willing to assist mm-hmm. or you have to find that balance because as a human being you tend to take up a lot of stuff and then you're overwhelmed and then it's affecting your
0: core your core yeah. function you exactly because I, w- I was going to ask you and even even aside getting overwhelmed as well even also invading into people's people's um yes. circle of how i put it now yeah because there yes, are times that yes, it, it yes. looks like you're encroaching you're you're being in their face like exactly. hello we know what we are doing madam. Stay in your lane. Exactly. <laughs> Stay so, in your so that's where managing relationships
1: <laughs> comes to play. You understand? That's where managing relationships come to mm-hmm. play. Like, oh, I'm willing to help. I'm not going to be forcey. Do you understand? I'm willing to help. I'm here. Yeah, nice. And yes, I mean, nice. I think yes. managing relationships goes a long way in organizations. I mean, when they know the kind of person you are, they'll will, they will see. Even when you're explaining to people that, oh, this is how to do it, you don't have to make them seem like, like they're dumb. You understand? So that is kind of little things. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Approach goes a long way. as Mm -hmm. well. The way you talk to your fellow staff, your fellow colleagues, goes a long way. So those are are the kind of things that just all come up together as one.
0: So good, so
3: good. But for me, I, I believe it's the, for me, what works is the yearning to know more, the yearning to be more involved. So beyond the instructions you're giving that, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. I think you want to find out why are we doing what we're doing? What's the end point? Like, if this was my own business, how would I make it work? So once, most times when I have that mindset, I, it makes me ask questions. At times, I come off as being too inquisitive. And like she said, I'm also learning to work on, you know, relationships, knowing when to talk, knowing when to keep quiet. Like I think it's 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 a, mm-hmm. it's, a it's a very important skill knowing when it's to work. Yeah. it's a it's a skill because at times you might be misinterpreted you might be misconstrued you might be seen yeah. as being rebellious mm-hmm. while probably all you meant was just good so learning to know when to apply caution like okay this time just keep quiet do what you have to do and all of that so I've learned I've learned that a lot another thing I've also another thing that helps me is. I always ask for feedback so there are some people that I trust what they say and I'm very fine with being vulnerable like if I messed up I need you to tell me that I messed up and I would not I would not find any fault with you because I respect them I respect whatever they have to say. So I look up to these people and I'm like, okay what do you think about this what do you think about this I think about this you think I should do this So for me it's all about cultivating the right relationships. And also learning learning caution
0: mm. right true and I like what you said about mm-hmm. you know the feedback because like that, that's good as well. When you, when you have feedback and you work on the feedback, it sort of like gives you more it gives you the edge to, be able to do better and you know become more indispensable.
2: Well for me, I feel um, being indispensable comes with a lot of responsibilities and then a lot of growth. You also have to build yourself, you have to equip yourself. And you also have to learn mm. to be able to um, be also not just taking the shine. Mm. You also have to be able to spread the shine. So that, that mm. is when you are, you would, um, you know, you're, you, you've learned. And then what you do, you know what you're doing. That's when people can trust you enough to say, okay, we can trust that she will deliver. And over mm. time, you also have to deliver. And that's when people begin to say that, okay, this person, Oh, okay. when you give this person this job you, you can be rest assured she will do it mm. so when they've given you one two three trials and then they know that when they give you a piece of work to do you do it well everybody will know that yeah this person is dependable so that's that's my contribution you have to put your heart to what you do you have to develop yourself you have to mm. grow. you have to learn for you to become indispensable
0: so um I want to talk about excellence in the workplace and, you know, I've, I've seen situations where people that are meant to be, well, I keep using the like, meant to be Christians, meant to be, you know, mm-hmm. children of God. And then you see them coming to work mm-hmm. at maybe to 10 when they are resumption time, 8 mm-hmm. o'clock. I never really understand all that stuff. And, you know, all those little, little details of you being, you know, exceptional, you've been excellent in what you do. I just want to ask you guys what's your take on you know excellence at the workplace and how do you portray that excellence spirit at your workplace let me start okay with so
1: for me i i'll always go back to say attitude is everything right mm-hmm. um i mean you can you can't mm-hmm. train someone you can train someone on technical skills but i mean mm-hmm. attitude to work attitude to the way you treat your colleagues the way you mm-hmm. talk to your subordinates is everything. So I think excellence at work is all encompassing, right? Personally speaking, I'm yeah. someone that, mm-hmm. oh, when we, even when we don't have feedback session or we at work, I talk to my subordinates and I just say, guys, give me feedback, oh. I want to know. Because I'm their boss, mm-hmm. they might not want to give me the feedback. So I say, you know what? Write something anonymous and drop it on my table. I, I will not be able <laughs> I just want to know how I'm doing. Do you understand? I mean, because... Yeah. Mm, performance uh, feedback can can be biased i'm the one doing their plays out they might not want to give me the feedback they feel okay i'm not there's nobody there there are no cameras just drop the notes on my table right (laughs) i don't need to know who wrote i just want to know how i'm doing and i'm very open to constructive criticism do you understand Mm. some people are close to it but i am open because i always want to be better Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I, the way I ask my subordinates, the way I ask my other bosses as well, that oh, how am I? I don't wait till it's my feedback time. Our normal year end. I just, I can just walk into them. out to talk to you? How am I doing today? Like, how am I doing for the past two months? How have I been at work? Right. And also, um, for, where where I was coming, where am coming from, where, I'm coming from b- b- where I worked prior to now, my partners dead were like my, our, my my daddy. So they were older people, and they had a lot of experience to share. So one of my partners left me with something. He always used to say that punctuality is everything. It tells a lot about your mm-hmm. character. It tells a lot mm-hmm. about the respect you have for people. It tells a lot about mm-hmm. your discipline. It tells a lot about how well you do wherever you are, or whatever you do. Because I mean, when it even comes to delivering of work, delivering assignment, delivering tasks, it all boils down to punctuality. Mm-hmm. So he always used to say to us that you guys don't think punctuality is about coming to work early, right? And so when it comes to mm-hmm. the Christian life, I don't mm. understand. I mean, aside from HR, as a human being, um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm someone that I I believe in being earlier than later. Like I'm always I'm a planner, right? So mm. if I have an appointment for six, I'm up by four. Do you understand? I don't like. I mean, I hear excuses. Oh, there was traffic. There was. Mm. I really don't believe in stuff like that. To be honest, personally speaking, because. There's always room. We know our country. We know how things are. We know what happens. We have appointments. I mean, if they say you should go mm-hmm. to the embassy for visa, we know how early you get there. So if mm-hmm. you're coming to work and you say, no, there was one off okay, but people take the pace. And I don't, I don't know if it's Christian-like. I don't think it's Christian-like to do such, but I don't know. At the end of the day, it's still based on people's personality. And so, yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to you Tayo. because I'm still going to touch you at a point where you have to tell me, okay, what are the things you are struggling with when it comes to excellence in, at the workplace? Of there course. has to be a struggle. Everything you can, can, like, be everything cold, can of Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so I'm still going to catch you because I was... So we are coming. I'm coming. Let me hear. Let me go to Yiannubi. <laughs> Yiannubi okay, we are with
2: you. <laughs> Okay, so... We are talking about... excellence. yeah. Um, I think I will say another thing also, to say that you cannot be lukewarm. Mm. Is it that you are hot... You are cold. Mm. The Bible says that if you are look up, the Lord will spill you out of his mouth. Yeah. That's it. Now why? Wait, 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 just wait, Give wait, wisdom, wisdom. Wait now. <laughs> Let me tell you the reason I'm saying that because if you don't have a basis for what you do, you would never you would never be here mm-hmm. or there, mm. you will just be following the crowd. Mm. That's the true. So if you're told that mm. I cannot be cold and not be warm, and you know it comes. I will not say throughout my my Almost ten years working with investor of Lagos, I wasn't lukewarm at a point. Mm. But because I have my eyes say that I cannot be. Mm. This is not what the, this is not my target. Mm. I should be hot. Mm. So it gives you like a mm. you get. So we are getting lukewarm. You mm-hmm. know that ah, I, I have to put myself on an electric gaso to hot myself mm-hmm. back. And I'll give you an example. Really, for me, for excellence at work, you have to be able to discipline yourself because mm-hmm. there's a lot of distraction. Mm-hmm. But you need to know that at this, at everything I'm doing, there has to be that touch of excellence coming from. You're not late to work. When you're reading documents, you're sending in. I hate it when people send me mails and then you're seeing that's errors, me. spelling. You know, <laughs> not <know, they're laughs> things. As in, ah, sorry, I didn't mm. know that. Uh, you know, and then job to do. They're not looking at it the second time. They just mm. expect you to, you know, dot that for them. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you have to get to that point where my people know that, ah, when she touches this thing, there's a difference. And my team knows. But so for me, there's several things like I've been able to, so many collaborations I've been able to bring to the University of Lagos, not because of the fact that, oh, I'm supposed to, or it will add to my promotion. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But because I feel that, oh, I need to work with Coca-Cola to donate this for university because I have a goal. Mm-hmm. I've given myself, target and objective mm-hmm. that I need to get to. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it, not because Anybody's mm-hmm. going to actually tick it for me, but well, because I know that these are the things I set myself to achieve. But so for me, I think personally, mm-hmm. as a worker, you have your own set object, your own target, objective, goals that you are writing, your milestones. And I, by the time you are achieving it, I have a book that I tick. Mm-hmm. Like I write all the things I want to do. Tick, 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 tick. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to be all rosy, like everything will fall in place, but please have a driving pause. Mm -hmm. Have a driving pause that is driving you, like this is the reason.
0: I get what you are saying, especially the fact that you have to have like something, you have to Mm -hmm. have like your core and Mm -hmm. why you are doing what you are doing. Because that's what like brings you, that's like the compass that brings you back when you are like already lagging behind. It brings you back to know that, okay, you need to step up. You need to step up. So I get that's so profound. Like you personally having your personal goals and you having something that is your own personal driving force. Thank you very much for that. Nikki, okay. how about for you? me,
3: I, I feel like excellence starts with you as a person. It speaks to what they have said already. Like if you are not self-driven, mm. if, you, if you're waiting for maybe your boss to push you or somebody to be on your neck every time, if you cannot find reasons to do what you're doing and to improve on those things. So for me, like I always have a, a, a goal. I have a yearly goal and I have a quarterly goal. And I'm like, okay, at the end of this time, I, I, I want to beat this or I want to have learned this. I want to. It's like I have an end. I have what I'm looking at. I have a perspective of how I want to transform all the things I want to work on, even the negative things. So with that, i feel like if you're not if you're not driven by excellence as a person you might not actually be able to to pull it out from anywhere in your workplace so it starts with your person it, it starts Thank with you. your values it starts with what with what you consider to be very important or things you cannot you cannot you cannot joke with or things you know that okay i cannot compromise on these things so i feel if if you're, if you're not self-driven mm. in terms of Being better at what you do consistently, consistently, then you will not be able to translate that to your work.
0: All right. So next one, um, I want us to go to, like, um, people that, you know, they are putting their or they are excellent at what they are doing. Like, they are doing all of this stuff that you are talking about, but they are not getting the promotions. They are not getting the recognition. And it's frustrating being in that place. Like, so have you ever been in such situations? And how did you handle it? How did you... How did you change it if it ever changed? <laughs> or if you had to leave for it to change? Like what exactly did you do to undo that, you know, not being recognized for the work you do? Let me start with um, um engineer. Okay.
2: Okay, so if you work it like okay, if you work um, in a private mm-hmm. organization when everybody called everybody by first name, oh Bob and all of that, maybe it might be easier. But if you work in a government prostata, whereby hierarchy is of importance, mm-hmm. even when you have brain your brain has to be under your boss. So it means mm-hmm. that your, whatever you are shining, is the boss that is shining. So for me, over the years, what I did was, I was fulfilled mm-hmm. seeing what I proposed being executed. Whether it's the boss that is shining mm-hmm. or not, I mean, I was okay because, you know, when you feel like you have a purpose mm-hmm. and you're achieving it, mm-hmm. you're just fine. And there is this happiness that comes with it. Like, okay, it is this person's time. And this is how this mm-hmm. person wants it done. Mm-hmm. And with time, you know, sometimes it hurts you like, ah, uh-uh, ah, mm-hmm. but it was my idea now. Uh-uh, and this person was stealing my idea. But what I realized is that there's a way that God orchestrates things. And then one day, let me give a typical example. You know, after all of the idea and all of that, one day we had a meeting, and then it took me along. And then we're like, oh, can you make a presentation of this? And that was it for me. After that day, everybody knew that this is the person behind it, mm-hmm. but this is the brain behind it. And so you have to be patient, you have to mature, you have to grow, you know, you have to be able to say this person, this person is not actually doing Mm -hmm. me bad, but this person is wanting you to mature. So for me, I realized that what my boss was doing then was not that it was totally like stealing my, stealing, but it was Mm -hmm. making me grow. So now I have matured enough. I can face what comes with the glory, what comes with the fame, what mm-hmm. comes with all of those things. But if you're just mm-hmm. expecting them to just expose you like that sometimes, they mm-hmm. affect you too. So for me, I think patience, even when you think it's not, oh, I'm not being recognized, just be a little patient. Mm-hmm. It would come. The recognition mm-hmm. will would come. come.
1: Okay.
0: How about time? Totally I totally it agree
1: you? with what Ndine said. Like, it will come. It will definitely come. And it's a, gr- it's a gross process. It's a learning curve. Recognition always comes. So... What happened to me while well, I'm at my place of work? Um, so I was the consultant. We have senior mm-hmm. consultants, managers, and all of that. I was a consultant on the job. I was the one doing everything. There was a day the manager was asked to present. She couldn't present mm-hmm. it. Luckily, I was in the. I was at the that session. I don't know if it's that she didn't know or she did not understand. Mm-hmm. And the person just said, Tayo, hey, come on board," and that was it. Since that day, they started taking me for. Um, presentations and all of that and everyone knew even the clients would say okay please we need then <laughs> mm-hmm. I was babalola no akio we need babalola on the job do you understand and that was it but I feel like just wait for <laughs> it I'm not big on recognition mm-hmm. because I don't personally be, like being in the limelight to be honest I'm, I'm just fine doing it and I am mm-hmm. I, I get my fulfillment saying that my things have been exactly for far. just like Edina said mm-hmm. I'm okay with it it's okay you understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's
0: about mm-hmm. it for my end. Okay, so like both of you are literally saying that you know that personal yes. fulfillment is enough, and I hear you. But I want to speak for people that are not in that place of okay, I we yeah okay personal fulfillment and now that one will pay my bill. Like now we know that we are in the era where mm-hmm. you need referrals, you need like you need those you need those recognitions, you need those things for you to be able to you know move sometimes like if we're looking at it from the corporate world and we're not just putting we're not putting oh, the spiritual spiritual and all of that fulfilled and fulfilled and let's talk about let's go let's go down to the nitty-gritty <laughs> it's normal street life and the way people think and that, the, that's the honest truth people you need some of those recogn- recognitions let's be honest you need them sometimes because those are the things that literally bring you in your next promotion so for somebody that is not getting maybe Nikkei, maybe you can touch on it for people that okay they are fulfilled with that like uh, maybe fulfillment a good so what do you say to people like that where they just they are working so hard and there's nothing to show for it and you know it's easy for everybody mm-hmm. to be like you know personally fulfilled especially mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. already maybe mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. top level mm-hmm. at least you're already in a managerial job or in a role that is already at least high for people that have been some people have yeah. been in workplaces for maybe six That's years high. and they are they are working their boss and exactly so how do you how do you What do you say to people like that where it seems like I don't know what else to do? Like I just need to leave. Okay, so for me, I would say
3: that that they need to work on relationships. It's something Kalaaris also always talks about. She talks about having a sponsor. Can you hear me? Okay, okay. So she talks about having a sponsor, building quality beyond that, I would I would say build quality relationships. Not because you want to um, mm. kiss people's ass or nothing. If you are good at what you do, like they said, your work will speak with you. But when you are good at what mm-hmm. you do and you do it with the right people, those people will speak for you. So you want to make sure that you have quality mm. relationships with mm-hmm. those people and not relationships of which, okay, you are always thinking, like, okay, what am I going to get from this person? What am I going to do? That's why you need to offer yourself. And say, what can I do for you? How can mm. I help you? Do you have any challenge? Can I just can, can I brainstorm on certain mm. things with you? It doesn't have to be official, you know. And when those people that are probably at mm. the table see that, oh, it looks like this person is good at what she's doing. You know. how come she's not being recognized? There will be an assignment or something mm-hmm. that the only name that will come to their head will be your name. And at that point, they're going to speak for you, and you're going to get the recognition. So you to come with a lot of patience because you cannot force it. And also, you're going to come along with, okay, how much investment have you put in mm. that relationship? And not even abusing the access you have to those people. Because so that's what mistake uh, most of us in my own generation do, is that, okay, we feel like, okay, this person likes me, or then we start taking the person for granted. Or, we, or when the person gives you an assignment or calls you to order, you're like, mm, is it not this person? No. You want to make sure that, okay, that respect is still there. And when you're called to do your work, you you do your work excellently well. So there will be a, a time will come where there will be something that it is just you that, that can fix it. And at that point, you get the recognition that you've always looked for. And also, I would say for for some people that that might not work for, I, I believe everybody has a career plan. Like um you, you 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 okay, you're here now. There are reasons why you say that okay, you want to move to this place or you want to move to this place. You want to move to this. Place. Beyond where you walk, I think one very important thing is how are you developing yourself? How are you putting yourself out there to be recognized? So you, you can't always be hidden or you'll be scared to, to take up challenges and you always feel like, okay, the recognition will come, it will come, it will come. And sometimes you just have to step out of your comfort zone and you have to just do those things, not for the recognition, of course, for the work, but the recognition will then come alongside
0: those things. Thank you. So I hear you that like you said that you know building relationships with the rights with the right, yeah. with the right yeah. people in the right of in the right place. Yeah, I hear you. And also, and one thing I actually even want to hold on to is that fact of you know mm-hmm. literally building your own portfolio, like ensuring you are mm-hmm. and your self-development mm-hmm. is going on so that even when the space mm-hmm. comes for you to where well, you yeah, come and be recognized, yeah. you have the mm-hmm. skill and all the stuff mm-hmm. that you needed for you to shine. You and I think that that's actually very profound because many times people are only yeah. dependent on what mm-hmm. they are doing right mm-hmm. now for the company for the reputation, and sometimes it might just mm-hmm. be a, an extra cost or something or you know mm-hmm. something else that pushes you that gives you that edge. Which so that's very good. What you said is really really very good. Okay, I want us to talk about um um dealing with conflicts or having difficult conversations at work have you ever had to you know stand up against someone or against even a particular condition at work and how were you able to you know undo that situation
3: okay i had an experience recently and i was almost depressed because i felt like okay i don't always like to be in the limelight but there are times i feel like okay you need to just say this thing or just you know let like, let someone know that, okay, this thing wasn't rightfully so done and all of that. And that was why I mentioned earlier on, that there are times you need to learn how to be cautious or you need to think about, okay, if I say this thing, can it be misconstrued? Can I be misunderstood? So in terms of those, at times, <laughs> for me, I'm, I'm a very mm-hmm. emotional person. So at times words get at me. But I'm also, le- I'm also learning to you know, face it. So if I, if I, if I, if I, if I didn't do something well, just tell me. If I need to cry, I will cry. But I need to know that I didn't do that thing well. You cannot say that, okay, you're trying to shield me. You will not tell me that, ah, Nikki, you messed up, or or this thing that you did was not right, or you could have done it in a better way. So for me, I try to put my emotions aside, which is very hard. Know that when somebody is giving me a not actually... (laughs) They are not attacking my person, they are probably speaking to what I have done and they are only telling me to be a better person. So I've learned to dissociate my person from what I have done. So if I did something wrong, it does not mean I'm a stupid person. If I I didn't do something wrong, it does not mean I'm foolish. (laughs) So recently I had a conversation with someone and I told the person, hi, I sent a message. Um, I, I did this and this and this and I really need your honest feedback. So at that point, I knew I was one asking for the feedback so I was ready to take whatever the person was going to say to me. So I was open-minded. I was not going to try to defend myself and I was not going to... I was going to state the reasons or my... I was going to state my intentions but I was not going to defend my actions. So usually, and I... For me, it was a difficult conversation for me because it was a feedback on something I felt I had done. So I, I just made sure I went there with an open mind. Okay, I want to hear your perspective because I respect you. And I, I was just, okay, I was not going to defend myself, but I was going to say my intentions rightly. And though some things were hard skills to swallow, but I made sure that I still listened to the end. Mm. Okay. Oh, oh,
0: how about time?
1: Um. So, personally speaking, um, I've had a lot because I'm HR. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, <usually laughs> yeah,
1: something. And and maybe because of my personality, I'm friends with everyone. As I've been friends with everyone, I'm also the voice of the top management, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to, mm-hmm. I've had issues, I tell you, there's one time I had to fire someone I liked, right? Wow. And it was, it took a lot because I didn't want, I mean, I didn't want, I didn't want <laughs> it to happen, but the person messed up so much, I had to I had to remove the sentiment from the actual thing that happened. Do you understand? I mean, mm-hmm. when you get your first one, your second one, your third one, you like even even I, I thought of many may even say anything about you anymore. Do you understand? But personally, mm-hmm. I like this person. It even got so bad that my husband said, Tyre. Hey, oh. So you are not going to call this person back. Beg your boss now. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, <laughs> it is what it is, exactly. So stuff like that. For me, it comes to when it comes to firing people. I'm not i'm not very it's very uncomfortable for me and i don't know but i mean it's the job it's the job
0: how have you how have you handled that situation did you find yourself maybe apologizing in such situations no
1: no no (laughs) i was after i'm sure after the conversation the person probably felt oh this girl probably hates me because i'm always a professional i usually try to hide my um my feelings and emotions but it was my family and my friends and knew, oh my god guys see what happened to you oh my god i'm so sorry my friends me, are you okay sorry sorry but in front of the person you probably think oh no because i was very direct okay you have to drop this you have to do this you have to fire this is your letter blah 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 straight to the point if you have any questions you'll be um security will let you out blah 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 but this is someone i liked if you understand <laughs> but i mean in front of him i had to I had to do what i had to do i couldn't apologize because i mean you were not fired because if i if we are fired because you be misbehaved, i wasn't exactly. happy so personally speaking i told him on the side that oh i'm not happy i'm very mad at you for what you did you understand i'm not happy with mm-hmm. you but when we're having the hr conversation as hr um this is it i was very professional and yeah that's it i mean i see we still talk i still check up on him, Are you okay all of that take care of yourself blah 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 like that's not the end of the world you meet people for a reason well,
0: yeah, Um Yeah, like sticking to that professionalism can be exactly. tough. You know, <laughs> might might really
2: <laughs> well, when when you are really talking about conflict, maybe somebody really step on your toes. Let me give a typical example. When you work with people that are much older than you, and then they don't respect you, and then you guys are beginning to have conflicts. Like uh, I'm the boss here. Can you remember? And then you know, especially when you work with the civil service civil service is really terrible because, you know, they expect that you're supposed to be the one to greet them, you're supposed to be able to do this for them. It's just, it just can be very bad. But I think I realized something that has helped me. Mm. One thing is empathy. Two things, another thing is also the fact that they should know who you are and they should know your standing some things. So for me, like my colleague, we are very close. And there was a time there was some funny things that happened at work, Okay, so maybe some project that was supposed to be mine was given to him to handle. You know what I did? I called him to my office, locked the door, sit down. Oh, yeah, bros, what's happening? Can we discuss this matter? And then, you know, some of the things I was assuming in my mind that I, he explained it's not my fault, this is what is happening, and all of that. So for me, I think it's also very important sometimes to take some time out, breathe. And then whoever it is that you're having a conflict with or you're not sure of, call the person in question and ask questions. So that whatever your decision was going to be, it's not going to be on assumptions. And so by the time we had that conversation, I realized that, okay, I think I assumed a bit and all of that. I felt relieved. It wasn't as if the issue was resolved, but I felt relieved with him. Like, this is especially not the problem. Do you get? So things like that happen. And then also sometimes you overlook as a leader sometimes there's some things that you have to overlook just you know that like you didn't see you saw it but just overlook it okay